You are now listening to The Conscious Creative Corner, the intersection of unapologetic lifestyle and creativity. Get ready to be inspired and dive into uncensored truths with tackling business and mental space with other transparent influencers and entrepreneurs. Let our conscious conversation normalize the chaos you may call life. Let's get consciously creative. Today on the Conscious Creative Corner is Gaetana. Gaetana is the owner and designer of Satin Doll & Co., which started in 2007. Gaetana makes and sells handcrafted jewelry, accessories, and stationery. You can find her products online, and you might even see some of her jewelry on The CW. Alongside being featured inside of the Golden Globes gift bags, various blogs, magazines, and subscription boxes, she has a strong community on Instagram. She's not just a handcrafted jewelry maker, but she's also a longtime virtual standing friend. Gaetana shares her secret formula of how to keep ideals fresh after being in business for so long. She shares a special gift for you listeners, so make sure you stay tuned to the end. Without me spilling all the beans, let's get into the episode. Hey, Gaetana. Thank you so much for coming to the Conscious Creative Corner. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for having me. Oh, my goodness. It's been a long time coming, right? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So just to set the atmosphere, I don't know if you've ever listened to any of my other episodes or people listening now or new, I like to set the Mm -hmm. atmosphere to let people know that, you know, we're like really chill and cool when it comes to our interviews. So I want you to tell the people listening what your favorite store is to go shopping if you want to just get something that looks really cute and you don't want to spend hours like roaming around. Hmm. See, now, I'm a kind of person that likes... People would look at me and be like, oh, she, you know, she got easy breezy, you know, way of how she style her clothes. But it's so hard for me because I'm 5'2", I'm petite. <laughs> so it's hard for me to find clothes. So the only place I can find clothes at most of the time is Forever 21. It used to be Charlotte Russe. Charlotte Russe used to be my jam. I think they closed mm-hmm. like last year. Mm-hmm. You used to be able to buy jeans from them, shirts. You used to be able to get everything from them. That's the one store where I'm heartbroken at clothes is Charlotte Russe. You can go in there and get everything that you would possibly uh-huh. need for an outfit and walk out happy. And for me, being so short, it's hard to find pants that, you know, it's not too long, not too short. And then shirts that's not too voluminous on me. And then it it, it, it makes it even worse that my boobs are huge. So it's hard mm-hmm. to find tops that, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, that, you know, fits me right without look, making me look like, you know, I'm trying to show off my boobs. Because a lot of times I try to <laughs> hide them. <laughs> Well, Girl, I, don't know I, know how you I know the struggle. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> Listen, I um actually it's so funny you said that, right? So Charlotte mm-hmm. was, I used to go there all the time because um they were the only place that used to take like student discounts and I pretend oh, to be yeah, a forever yeah. student, right? So I, <laughs> I would always use because I don't look very much different from what I used to look like when I was in like university. And so oh, okay. I would always use my um my student discount there and then they had a military discount too. And right before <laughs> they were going out of um like out of not stop what whatever closing down um uh-huh. i went and i actually got almost my whole entire outfit for my baby shower there and i did not even wow. spend over, i didn't spend over 30 dollars so it was like a win-win 
or is it when lose? <laughs> but did they never check the date on when you started the account to now? <laughs> no, they Clearly don't. They did. No, they don't. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going to knock them for it because I, like I said, it was actually one of my good, like good stores to go to. Forever Twenty One. Mm-hmm. I feel like those. That's actually one of the stores I have to go into and then be prepared to shop forever. And for me, I like to just go in and like. But they fell off. Yeah. They fell off for a long time. Like I can't even look at Forever Twenty One. I, I think they're going into bankru- bankruptcy too. Oh gosh. Yeah. So they they might be out of business real soon too. <clears throat> but so now, you know, listeners, if you I mean, that story's about to close out too, so I don't know. <laughs> but if you can and Forever Twenty One has like a really blow a major blowout, so go. Because you uh-huh. might get some treasures in there. But <laughs> all right, so I am so happy to have you simply because we have a very long standing relationship. You know, yeah. it all started. <laughs> It started with a pair of earrings, y'all. So I don't know what social media platform I was on. Um, As I was trying to figure out when I was thinking back to, I'm like, was it Twitter? I'm trying it, to figure out how did we connect. And then you wanted to be the custom order. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yep, it had to be Twitter, right? Because I think I was going so heavy back then. It was probably, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was Twitter. Mm-hmm. It was Twitter. And I don't it was know. Twitter? How- oh, okay. I don't know how you popped up, but you had these Africa earrings. Um, they were like hand painted, and I was like, "Oh, that's so cute!" I wish you had some Jamaica earrings. And so I remember uh-huh. hitting you up, and I was just like, "Oh, can you do a custom order for me?" And you did not even hesitate. You were just like, "Yeah, sure." And then that's how our nine—I think it's been nine years, like a nine-year-long friendship. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so you know, I've seen you grow throughout the years, and I think. At one point, I was even like an ambassador for you. But for those uh-huh. of you who don't know, you know, can you just tell them a little bit about your history and how you got into your craft? Okay. Um, I I had no intentions of going into fashion at all. My whole idea was to go go to medical school, become a pediatrician. When I was, I, I can always draw. So when I was about, I think, 11, all of a sudden, I tell you, this is a God-given trait. I started drawing fashion figures with clothes on it and doing a flat layout, a front and back flat layout. So my aunts and her friends was like, oh, you're, you're going to design my wedding dress. When I turned oh, wow. 15, when I was in high school, I had to be like a junior or a sophomore. And my sister came home and she came home from college. She's like, she came home and she brought me like a, a easel, a whole bunch of art supplies. And she's like, she came to me, she said, we're going to start looking at schools and you're going to, fa- you're going to FIT. That she she put her foot down. She said, "You going to FIT? Applied to FIT twice, didn't get in. I was truly heartbroken. I was so heartbroken, I made myself sick for mm-hmm. a whole week until my boss was like, "Yo, you got to come to work, not knowing that they had planned a party for me." Then my boss at the time, she's like, "Okay, you didn't get in, so this is what we're gonna do." She took me in her office. We went on the computer. We found a trade school. There's a trade school. Um, it was called Catherine Gibbs. It was across the street from um. Brian Park is no longer around anymore because they lost their credit accreditation. That was a whole nother story. So oh, then gosh. I ended up going to fashion school, graduated at the top of my class, and then I went into into the um into the fashion district. And I started working there for about I think three years. My sister went to college, my little sister, she went to college down in Florida. My grandmother was sick. So then I moved down to Florida, too, because I was like, she was moving off campus. My father was like, he didn't want to pay for apartments, so he ended up buying house. In 2007, June of 2007, I started my business three years, two years earlier than I wanted to. My whole plan 
was to start my business when I was 25. I started at 23. I created, my sister was, my older sister was sending me this, these links from Etsy. I'm like, pay her no mind, <laughs> whatever. Because I was already selling jewelry while I was in New York here. And my mm-hmm. father's a veteran. So here in Brooklyn, well, in New York, they let the veterans um, like set up tables. You know, the vendors inside New York, majority of them is veterans. The ones that you don't see that's not veterans, they're mostly like Africans and they go get their license. But the veterans, all they have to do is apply through the veteran administration and all of that so they can get their license to sell outside. So my father was like, make some earrings and we'll create a board for you and you sell your earrings. I was selling them for one for three, two for five. People oh, was like, wow. oh my God, I was selling them mad fast. So then when I moved down to Florida, my father said, <clears throat> he said, leave some earrings here with me and I some and I seen the money. I was like, okay, whatever. Gave him the earrings. And then while I was in Florida, my grandmother had passed and we was waiting for the closing for our house. And then my aunt, my aunt was like, oh, you know, you should go find a job or whatever. I was like, nah, nah. And I was like, it kept on nagging me. So then I went and found a job while I was staying in my aunt's house. Mm-hmm. And I got the job. I was there for about three months. I was working for a company that started, they sell clothes for like QVC Germany. Was oh, it QVC? Is QVC or HSN? The company's kind of funny. <laughs> but anyway, I ended up starting the company while I was working. And son told me, God told me, now was the time. So I took my first paycheck. I paid off whatever bills I had to pay that I had left over in New York. I paid those off. And I invested in my, <clears throat> my sales tax ID and my LLC. So I started on ET. And I've been around for 13 years, I think. I think it's 13 wow. years. It'll be 14 in June. I got off of ET because ET got their own issues. Mm. <laughs> I've always mm. had my own website while having ET. So now when I left ET, I just transitioned everything over to my own website. And I make handcrafted jewelry, accessories, and now stationery. Now that was a whole bucket of worms right there. Because my sister's <laughs> like, they see all this stuff that I'm like buying online from my planner. And my, my youngest sister's like, you can make that yourself. I'm like, nobody's going to buy my drawings. What are you talking <laughs> about? She's like, do it. So I went ahead and do it. The first round, it was like, it just sat there. Nobody didn't purchase it. I swapped it. And everybody was like, the customer was actually telling me, you need to do this. So I went back to the drawing board, came up with a whole different eye concept. So now I have die cuts, I have planner accessories, and I have stickers. So I keep on branching out. <laughs> You've expanded, expanded. so much. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Oh my goodness. And you know what? You were actually probably the only person I knew back then that had an ET. I was just like, what is this? But, <laughs> but then I was like, oh, this is cool. It's a platform that people can sell their mm-hmm. things on. And I know you were doing well then. And then I didn't even know you always had a website like for yourself. So it's cool how that website kind of funneled into um, your personal website or mm-hmm. your own like business website. And yeah. Because you're expanding, like, how, where do you get this inspiration from? Like, where does all of this come from? Well, back when I used to design clothes, it used to come from, like, looking at magazines and, you know, living here in New York City, you used to see all this fashion around you. But now that I'm not no longer in the fashion industry, and I, you could barely even find a magazine here in New York anymore because they're, like, they're cutting publications left and right. Now I just get it from, like, everyday life. You see people, like, New York is, like, it's so eclectic. You see all different type of races, Speak all different types of languages and they have their own unique style. And that's including with the music and food. So you, you got to pull it from everyday life. 
that's basically where it comes from everyday life. <clears throat> yeah. And so you, okay. So just for clarification, so you're living in New York now, so you're no longer in Florida. Yeah. I All left right. Florida about, well, yeah, I left two, 2010. I moved back. So okay, I've been for 10 years. Ah, uh, what do you like better? Mm. I will always say Florida. You get the nice weather 24 seven. You don't um, have to deal with people on an <laughs> everyday basis. We'll see. You can, be, you can be in your own bubble. You can be in your own little bubble. You can deal with people when you have to deal with them. But in New York, it's so compact with people that you have to like brush. You have to be around people all the time. You can go to the grocery store, you money open, and then somebody in the line start having a point blank conversation with you. And you're like, I do not want to have a conversation today. Why are you right. talking to me? <laughs> it's kind of congested, but you know, you either have that or you're made for that lifestyle or you're not. And I, uh, mm-hmm. I'm not. Honestly, I'm like, I don't know what you call it, but I'm more so like introverted and extroverted at the same time. But when I'm ready to have my space, I'm going to need you to be like six feet away. Just like how they need, like how it is now. I need that two times all the time. Like I need my space. So, you know, you're coming up now and you're doing, you're expanding, you're doing all these things. If you're looking back and you're thinking about who you were when you were 18, okay? Mm-hmm. And you're probably, um, I think you graduate like when you're 18, 17 here, right? 17. Right. 17. Yeah, okay. I was 17 because my birthday is at the end of the year. Yeah, so it depends. So when you're looking and you're thinking, okay, you, you left high school um, and now you're looking at yourself now. So I want you to put yourself into Katana's 18-year-old um, self. What do you think your 18-year-old self would have said to yourself now? Usually it's the other way around, right? But what do yeah. you think <laughs> she would have said now? Like, why I can't wait to get where you're at. <laughs> really? When I was 18, I took a, I graduated when I was 17. And because I didn't get into FIT, I had to wait to apply. Because I applied to I applied to FIT again, and I didn't get in. And then I applied to the trade school. So I took a year off, and then that year, I was partying. I was working, and I was partying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was working, and I was partying. I wasn't thinking about, like, okay, this is my, my little break until, you know, school start, when it, wherever school I get into. I was just, like, working, and I was playing. Mm. And I would like, yo, I'm going to be there. That's I'm going to be there. Like, wow, I'm going to be there. Okay, let me stop what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me stop well, what I'm doing. Let me hold on to my money. Because <laughs> we'll when see. I think about how much money I wasted between buying clothes, buying drinks, partying, hanging out with my friends. That was a lot of money. And I was making good money back when I was 18 because I was working for the Board of Education. Mm. And so you, yourself then would have been like, all right, girl, you need to slow down. Let's, let's take yep, a step back. <laughs> uh, because step these coins. Back. <laughs> uh-huh. These coins go matter. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> I... I had no idea about this, right? So I, after mm-hmm. a while, I kind of took a step back from social media and I came back and then I was just yeah, like, you disappeared. Oh. I did. I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> I for a while because I was like, this is getting, I don't know if people know this, but when you're like an influencer or you have to do all these things, it can get super overwhelming, especially when mm-hmm. you're like crunching out content. It's different when you're crunching out on um, like, pieces like physical things right where you can take a mm. step back from people i always had one online i always had to be like with people and so mm. i was just like you know what i need my own space i need to get back to reality i need to like 
cause like be with my family and stuff like that. Yeah. But when I came back, you know, I you were probably the only person that I really liked for jewelry because I mm-hmm. love different. But when yeah. I came back, um, <clears throat> I was just like, wait, you your stuff was on TV? <laughs> yeah, and, you fell <laughs> off. Yeah, you didn't know about that. It was on the CW. Like I was with a group called the Artisan Group for like I think maybe two years. You you pay a subscription. It's like forty dollars for every like she comes up. Well, she has a publicist for the group. I think the publicist is probably in LA somewhere. They have a publicist that has for all these like TV shows, all these new TV shows, all the current TV shows, globing the global globes, all these different mm-hmm. type of award shows. You could get your products inside the bags, or you can get your products on the TV shows. And it's no guarantee though, because you don't know what the, the stylist might say. Okay, I have this criteria. You submit two of those, and then they gotta pick what fits their TV show. It's no guarantee you could be wasting your money or you could make it big. I just supposedly, out of the two years, they picked two different pairs of earrings. One pair was shown twice on two different episodes of Heart and Dis- Heart of Dixie, and then another pair. Oh, I love the Vampire Diaries. That's my show. So when it got picked for the, I forget what season it was, but it was the first episode. As soon as the episode came on, I was like, there goes my earring. <laughs> there they go. <laughs> Couldn't tell me nothing. So yeah, it worked out that, you know, I was part of that group and, you know, I got on TV show, two TV shows compared to some people. Some people was getting picked left and right. I was like, that dog. Wow, but that's still an accomplishment, right? Like, I can't even yes. describe what it feel like to see, you know, your stuff on TV. It will yep. be in you and seeing my stuff on TV. I feel like I would have cried. Like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's prime time. It's not like, you know, one of those, it's not like an infomercial, right? So infomercials, yeah. people kind of slide by. When you're thinking about television, you know that TV series has a viewership, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and for a stylist of that, that series or that show to be like, okay, you know, these are worthy to be on television. That is such an accolade. So yeah. congrats on Thank that. You. That is amazing. So for me, I dabbled in jewelry making for like 2.5 seconds, right? So I don't know <laughs> anything about making jewelry. It was just like, it's like one of those things where you're on YouTube. I'm like, oh, I want to make that. And so I go and buy mm-hmm. some of that stuff and I'm just like, yeah, this is it for me. Um, <laughs> what do you think for you? It's like a myth that you hear all the time that you could debunk for people when it comes to making jewelry and coming up with designs for your brand. Seeing is believing. <laughs> Let them mm-hmm. try it themselves and see if it, it's something that they love to pick up. I even had my aunt. <clears throat> when I first started selling jewelry, she, she came over and she's like, oh my God, you sell jewelry? I want to do that too. I was like, okay. Okay, you want to do that too? Okay. Um, she, she started asking me all these questions, like, what do you do? What do you need? What do you do? So I got the book. Like, I literally bought this jewelry book when I first said I wanted to make jewelry. I bought mm-hmm. this book. I looked at it. I saw what I needed and didn't look at nothing else in the book. God, mm-hmm. all this truth. <clears throat> all I needed to know was I needed these pliers. I needed this. I needed that. I need that. And I got to use this technique to close the air wire, to close off the airing. I'm good. I can figure it all out and rest out myself. So mm-hmm. I showed up. I showed her the book. I showed her, I said, okay, this is what you need. And this is what you got to do if you want to make earrings. I hear nothing else about it. <laughs> Apparently, I guess it was too difficult. <laughs> you just got to right. let people go ahead and do it themselves. Right. You want to do it? Go ahead. Because I've heard a lot of people say they come up to the table like years ago when I first started, when I was selling at my father's um, table. 
I hear, I get a lot of people like, oh my God, I could do that. Mm. Oh, my art sells jewelry. I just look at them like, mm-hmm, okay. Like they'll try to like knock you down. I'm like, okay, whatever. Just let that fall off my back. Right, <laughs> right. That's because all you could do. Is a lot of people, and I say that, I think I talked about this in one of my other episodes, just like, yeah, we all have gifts, we all have skills, and, you know, you can be good at something, but just because you're good at something, it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be doing it. Or you could think you're good at something, try it, and then realize that you're not good at it. So I think everybody has their own place in the world Mm -hmm. for something, right? And I, like I said, for me, 2.5 seconds, I really meant 2.5 seconds. I think I made, like, a, (laughs) a choker. And I was like, this took way too long. <laughs> and I was just like, no, uh-huh. bye. <laughs> I'll stick to, you know, purchasing jewelry myself. Um, <laughs> like, I knew that just wasn't my lane. And so I think mm-hmm. it's important for people to know, like, okay, well, yeah, your aunt does this. Or, yeah, you could do it yourself. But are you going to do it? You know? Yeah. And so I think it's really important <clears throat> what you said is just making sure that, you know, let them try it themselves and then see. So mm-hmm. Let them see if they want to put the investment too. Because mm-hmm. beads aren't cheap. The good beads aren't cheap. So right. if you're willing to put your money where your mouth is, go ahead and try. It, right. It's not going to hurt anybody. You can go ahead and try it. It might be something you actually like or you might actually hate doing it. <laughs> like me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you I mean, tried. <laughs> I did. And you know what though? I knew I didn't want to be any jewelry designer, but I just really love the choker I saw and I was just like oh well let me see if I can make it and I made it but yeah them, that stuff is still sitting in my old box so. oh lord <laughs> you know so you've been in business for 13 years um mm-hmm. that's a long time some people don't even make it past the two-year mark actually most businesses flop after five years but for mm-hmm. you you've done it for 13 years <clears throat> you feel like in the 13 years have you ever felt stunted in your creativity at all Mm, no, not at all. Because I'm good. naturally, I'm a creative person. I started drawing when I was four years old. I think I was four. It could have been younger. I've always loved crafts. I've always, <clears throat> excuse me, I've always loved the arts. So if I get bored, the first thing I go, I go to is either drawing, I'm coloring, I'm doing something creative. Mm-hmm. So I never, if anything, I get frustrated. If I can't do something, I'll like toss it to the side. And it'll sit there for a while <clears throat> until I'm like, okay, let me pick that up and get that done. So it's not sitting over there in the corner, taking up air and space, <laughs> if anything. But no, not really. That's good. Because, girl, <laughs> I get stunted all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I'm kind of like you. Um, I, For me... I will move on to something else that's creative. So, like, I put mm-hmm. it aside and I'll go on and do something else. So, like, for yeah. me, my go-to is usually, like, making videos or, like, films or short films and stuff like that or photography mm-hmm. if I'm feeling, like, if I'm working on something else and I'm feeling super stunted. So, like, I usually flip-flop between writing and then um, film. So, that, okay. I get it. That's kind of cool, though. When I wish I could coming know. out? <laughs> Uh, girl, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm in the middle of one. Not a lot, okay. not a lot of people know that, so y'all heard it here first. <laughs> I'll be waiting. <laughs> but yeah, I um, it's gonna take a while. I feel like, and, and if anything, most things take a while. Like great things take a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I'm taking it one step at a time. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of sneak peeks, do you have anything 
that you can share with us that is coming down the pipeline or anything that we need to be on the lookout for? Because I know well, you know. I dropped some new earrings not yesterday. I think it was Friday. Mm. Wait, what today? What's it? this quarantine got me screwed up? What's today? Is today Monday? You're right, girl. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> I think it's Monday. I think yeah. I dropped some earrings Friday. I put mm. half of them up, and I, after I do this with you, I'll put up the rest. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then tomorrow, well, new air, uh, new stickers are coming. Some will be dropped tomorrow, which is for $2 Tuesday. And periodically, I think next week, too, probably two or three new sticker sheets will be dropping, too. Oh, look at you doing so much. $2 Tuesdays. <laughs> that's cool. So hold on. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? I don't even know. What, $2 Tuesdays? Well, it's something that's inside the planner community. There's $2 Tuesdays. There's uh, $3, $3 Thursdays and $5 Fridays. I opted. I was going to. I was going to put out new releases. First, I wasn't. And I was like, you know what? With the quarantine going, let's do the new releases of new stickers and die cuts and stuff. And then my sister caught me while I was doing work last week. And she's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm working on new releases. She's like, um, how about you don't? How about you save your resources? Because we all know ordering stuff, it comes like May. Literally, mm, yeah. May. I, I got to reserve my ink. <laughs> I got to reserve my paper, my printer paper, my printer, my sticker paper. I got to reserve stuff. So I thought about what my sister said. I said, okay, let me put up a poll in my, my group. And everybody said, we'll take, you know, stuff during $2 Tuesday and $3, thir- $3 yeah, $3 Thursday. <clears throat> so that's what I did instead of putting out new releases this week. So it'd be $2 Tuesday tomorrow, and then next week would be $3 Thursday. That's kind of cool. Okay. And so this <laughs> is just, like, for the community that, like, you're, you said planner community. Is this um, yeah. something, like, on Facebook or? No. You know you know how there's, like, a jury community and there's, like, oh. a planner community. Yeah, Girl. like that. Okay. <laughs> Got you. <laughs> That's cool. Okay. All right, so... My last question to you would be, before you start working on a piece, um, like any anything with your planner or your jewelry, do you have like a routine or a creative process? Like what does that look like for you? Well, what I've normally been doing when it comes to stickers and stuff, I go on Pinterest. Literally, mm-hmm. I go on Pinterest or I go on um, Shutterstock. I think that's what it's called. And I go up in there and I type whatever that's in my head. Like say I want something like a cooking person. So I'll go on Pinterest or Shutterstock, and I'll put in um, cooking, fashion, illustration or something. And I'll find inspiration to create my final product. And then from there, I will take the inspiration, draw it out on in my notebook, line it out, and then I will scan into the computer, do all the coloring and all the workings of that on the computer, and then print it <laughs> to be oh. stickers or die cuts and stuff. But when it comes to jewelry and stuff, I just pull out all my beads. I, I did that the other day, I think like Thursday. I pulled everything out, all the beads. I had everything laid out. And I just sit there and I look at it. And whatever catches my eye, that's what gets put together. Okay. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Find an inspiration. You know, a lot of people don't have inspiration to draw from or don't even know where to draw inspiration from. And it sounds like you're drawing inspiration from, you said it earlier, like, you know, your surroundings or using what mm-hmm. you got, right? Your resources. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. So we have got for reach to the point of our drawing board segment. And that is just around where I'm going to 
give you some rapid fire this or that questions. And then I just want you to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind, because this is going to sum up who you are outside of being a creator. Okay. 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 So first necklace or earrings. Earrings. Movies or TV shows? TV shows. Day or night? Day. Instagram or Facebook? Instagram. Summer or winter? Summer. (laughs) Beach? The beach or the city? Beach. All day. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And the Conscious Creative Corner or the Conscious Creative Corner? Uh, Conscious Creative Corner. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Gabe. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. (laughs) All right. And if our listeners want to purchase any of your jewelry or stationery, where can they find you? Satindoll.biz and use uh, Felicia's unique code CIE20 for 20% off. Oh my gosh, that still is active? <laughs> no, it's not active. I'm going to reactivate it right after this. <laughs> it's still there. Cool. All right, yeah. So make sure you go and get you some earrings. Um, I'm actually looking at a piece that she has right now because I just cleaned up my vanity set. And oh. literally the only thing I have on my vanity, the only piece that I always wear is um, this necklace that you you made. <laughs> oh, literally. I remember that one. That one was a pretty one. Uh-huh. It's saying right here. It's the only <laughs> thing I put on if I want to look unbummish nowadays (laughs) all right yeah thank you so much for listening hey creatives thanks for listening to the conscious creative corner if you like the show be sure to rate subscribe and review on apple podcasts it helps other creatives find ways to listen to our uncensored truths be sure to check me out on instagram to let me know how you enjoyed the show you can find me at nearly sia or achieve her perfection And if you are a struggling creative that's trying to find their creative niche, don't forget that you can sign up for my creative content business tips in the show notes, or you can visit AchieveHerPerfection.com. I'll talk to you guys soon.